How are singer-songwriters like us who don't live in LA or Nashville, don't have rock star parents and are willing to play and grow our careers from our own money in a different way without publishing deals or recording contracts, choosing instead to follow a vision we believe in, earning a lifelong income from music through building partnerships and implementing intentional strategy to get our music out to the world yet still remaining in love with the music industry? That is the magic question, and this podcast will discuss answers. No music, no life. Hello and welcome to No Music, No Life. This is Will. I hope you're well. Today I wanted to touch on what do you do once you realise that you're a singer-songwriter? Like, What is the next step? Now, the important thing that you can find is when you have this skill or ability around singer-songwriting is where do you go to next? Do you just go and record your first album? Do you go and look for people to give you a hand? Do you... What do you do? I mean, what's a key component to move forward? And this is where your mindset comes in. And I'm not going to talk about being fluffy, be positive, have fun. All those things uh, are sort of givens. What you're looking at is how to look at yourself within this career or business that you're going to do around singer and songwriting and how you can, once you learn how to see yourself in that capacity, what are the daily, monthly, quarterly and annual behaviours that you can do to maintain and grow your income as a singer-songwriter. Now, I decided to sort of look at the areas where I've got had experience. So in small business, um, uh, network marketing, uh, music, uh, trades, customer service, many different careers doing, as I've said in the past, what I have to do. But I was, I was going to look at music. I started to notice in marketing, one of the key, key things that's happening in business and in careers nowadays with uh, online social networks and better access to people or, or greater exposure is that the concept of publishing should be pretty much half of your work. Now, ultimately, once everything's in place, it won't be half your work. But if you visualise yourself as a musician, also consider that the other half of who you are in the beginning is a publisher. So you're going to be publishing music, poems, stories, merchandise. There's all of these things that you can put together and uh, that you can use to build and nurture a fan base and also attract and work with a peer set of musicians. And I thought, how can we put this together? So if you look at your whole year, we put together an idea called Amped. It's your publishing formula. And what you've got to look at is what are the habits you can repeat and use to adapt to the current technology. I still see the odd post talking about CDs. And the reality is 
your concept around your music, that's just only one of your products, because if you unwrapped your products, you should have multiple avenues of income or even exposure, because ultimately, we always speak in money, but the reality is money is just a return on the value that you're giving your fans and your peers. So it, um, we're not actually driving for money, but we're using that as the obvious and simplest measurement tool if what you're doing is working. So if you're gonna be a musician, you're also a publisher. You know, singer-songwriter needs to acquire the skills of publishing. But one of the things you can do is instead of worrying about where to go, is just to implement a plan over a year. And your two resources, say if we were to choose one of your products, which would be your music, and say you record the music, you copyright the music, you get it mastered to a standard that the market requires, three things, then you implement a publishing plan. Now, the ultimate thing you're looking at in your publishing plan on that single product is streaming and vinyl. Now, I still see the thing with CDs. They're sort of cute. I don't know where you'd get a CD player, to be honest. So I think it's just a remaining habit. I'd say I don't see it being uh, of any use in 2020, but you'll still see people doing it because, as you know, when things change, there's still a lot of people selling old ideas. I mean, CD Baby now, as an example, moves into streaming and revenue collection. So that, they've adjusted their model. Now, they're still selling CDs. But the reason I say streaming and vinyl is that when you do a project around music, you should have a publishing cycle per song and a publishing cycle per vinyl launch. And once you have a think about how you can do things differently in your publishing cycle and how you tie in the different products each month into a cycle that works towards an end of year launch. And if you're doing this correctly, this will be part of your proof horizon, which is in our Ascension models. And that proof horizon will enable you to measure the year's work, the month's work, even the daily habits that you do. So after one year, each year now you know which habit to do on any given day to feed that flywheel that you'll develop around our Muso Play catalogue. Now I know it sounds like I'm plugging, but I'm trying to give you an idea that Publishing is sort of like one of 12 steps that you need to do, yet it's power in how you think, how you behave, and it's power how you get, uh, and you know what to do on any given day as a minimum, that, that strength that it gives you, because now you're going to look at yourself differently. So in the beginning, you're a singer-songwriter, a musician, that's 50% of your game, the other 50% publishing. Once you master that cycle, it's so important. It now opens up and joins a lot of dots. So the other 11 steps in our Muso Play catalogue that we've looked at studying musicians from the past, because remember our barriers have gone down because of the internet. So a lot of the game is reverting to the past, i.e. power is with the publisher, money's with publishing. And because music is a, begins as like cents, you know, there's a few cents per play into dollars into retirement, there are things you can implement even with one song that'll change your singer-songwriting and musician career. So just have a think about it. Now that you're a publisher, how can you produce content that's products 
that both uh, physical and digital that will give your fans what they want and also help you engage the service of your peers. So have a think about your publishing. Um, realize you're not just a musician. And if a lot of these things are implemented in, in your first year or if you assign a year to get all this in order, then you're reducing uh, business concerns around cash flow or capital gain or future and current income, which could take up 80% of your energy. If you plan it right over the first year, implement in about 60 days, then from year two onwards, you have a model and a system that allows you to return to your craft. So your craft of singer-songwriting, being a musician, is now 80% of your time. So a little bit of pain now, a little bit of work now, but no confusion into the future. If you want to keep in contact, just keep in touch at soyoucanplay.com and remember to listen out for this podcast when we present you with new ideas. No music, no life. Rectangle. Thank you. Resist. Triangle. Good girl, Dad. Thank you.